Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the Brigadier Gallister Gordon Lethbridge Stewart as he answers questions in episode number 371. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? Pretty good. That's good. You guys have a good week? Mm, yeah. <laughs> I've been fighting. I, I, I've been fighting a headache all week, and then we—they lied to us today. Yeah, a headache all week. All week. Oh my god. Off and on all week. Ooh, they rough. lied to us today. They—they they said it was going to get warm and beautiful and fifty-three or fifty-four degrees, and we went. Let's take the kids to the park, and we got out there. It was like it's cold. <laughs> I thought it was nice. Yeah, White nice. sweater weather. Uh, no, as long as the sun was on you, it was okay. But anywhere in the shaded gauge park area <laughs> it's like no it was huh. still like hey, i can see my breath why are we doing that <laughs> but the kids were all stir crazy so it was good to get out of the house for a bit uh, yeah yeah let's say we took Gemma out today without a blanket over her legs which is the first time in a long time that we've done that doing anything fun this week not really we got um back on track with our marble watch you know i got a uh inclement weather day my first one with the states, <laughs> and I, I could have gone to work. Pretty jealous. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. So we took the because we went and saw Black Panther last weekend. We took advantage of the day and watched Thor: uh, Dark World that day. <laughs> Did stuff around the house too, so you know. <laughs> yeah, just keep rubbing it in. Just a little yeah. more salt in that wound. Yeah. Hey, I spent how many years with never, never an inclement weather day? Yeah, so. Then I went and did this. Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> all right. And then I went out because it wasn't really that bad out. No, it really wasn't. <laughs> the roads were just no, wet. That was, that was the irony of it is they called yeah. all this stuff off and there was nothing wrong. In advance. Well, I will say, of course, when I leave for work, it was bad. It was it was pretty well frozen over. Even the highway was like, okay, well, 20 yeah. miles an hour. But uh, by the time, you know. You get up at old dark 30. Yeah. Glenn, did you do anything fun? Well, well since none of us really did anything fun, we'll move on to news. Sounds good. What's in the news this week, Keith? Oh, a lot of stuff for Series 11. I know, it we all got, broke the day after we recorded. Yeah. <laughs> we got a little teaser video, which I consider more a logo reveal video than a teaser. It does give you no indication of the show. But we get a new logo. What do we think of the new logo? I like it. I do, too. I like it, too. It's very different. And that's I what like I like it. about it. I like that it's um, a little cleaner. With the, the thin lines as opposed to kind of the blocky. Oh, yeah. Um, the styling of it, this is going to sound kind of weird. Honestly, it reminds me a little bit of the Seventh Doctor logo <laughs> with the the cursive Doctor up top. I don't know why, but just maybe it's I because... I don't the, see it. Yeah, maybe it's because the T is crossed or something. It's just, it's, it's got that either. kind of... Maybe because the H and the O have the line going through it. Or... But but compared to the the fairly standardized Doctor Who logo that's on all the, the, the merchandise logo, you oh, know what yeah. I mean? Um, and then the uh, not very cool ninth and tenth Doctor Doctor Who logo. Um, <laughs> this this one is vastly different and still cool. So. And it's cool that the the lines are from the TARDIS going through it, based off the video. I also really like the little like thumbnail logo of a Who with a circle in circle the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Did you see the uh, over exhaustive uh, breakdown of the <laughs> logo that? 
So if you turn saw, it this way, I we saw think later it could, that day there was articles about it. I didn't even click. If you rotate it 50 degrees and you look at it with one eye closed, it kind of looks like maybe they're doing a female symbol because the new doctors. I was like, you guys are putting way too much thought into this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'd be really shocked if the logo designer later came back and said, yeah, that's exactly what we intended. Mm-hmm. Look at it sideways with one eye closed and you'll see it too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of surprised there weren't more breakdowns of the shot of her on the mountain and the TARDIS in the background of, okay, what does this mean? I mean, she's still in an ugly outfit that I don't like, but, you know, that's another conversation that we've already had. I've heard from reports of Galley that uh, it looks a lot better in motion based oh. off the cosplayers. Okay, good. <laughs> Every little bit will help. <laughs> I saw those behind-the-scenes photos of them shooting, and I went, ah. Did you see the addition to the uh, costume? This, I don't, this might count as spoilers. The, uh, Fanny pack? Yeah. Yeah, it's getting worse, <laughs> quite honestly. Now I think they're just trolling Sean. And probably are. <laughs> Pretty much. And, and, you know, if... Which makes me enjoy it. If the doctor gets dressed and then suddenly makes a comment about how women's clothes have no pockets, I will laugh, and I will laugh heartily, because that's a very unfortunate truth, and I think that women should should rise up and burn down the clothing manufacturers and the designers' offices until they get pockets, because that's just... Do women's know, clothes not pockets? They, they barely don't. Some a large don't, number of don't. them don't, and when they do have pockets, they're shallow. Or they're the, yeah, they're like the uh, the suit jacket fake pockets. Like there's a pocket there, but they didn't put it all the way through. It's like why would you bother faking a pocket? That is one of those things that has always mystified me. But uh, anyway, apparently women's clothing does not have a lot of pockets. So the doctor makes a joke about right. there not being pockets, and then grabs a fanny pack. I will feel somewhat justified that there's a reason for it. But Although from what I understand, then I will be the... angry that she picked an impractical outfit with her ankle showing. <laughs> well, from what I understand from the breakdowns of you know looking at the costume closely, there are pockets. Oh uh, well, then see, there's both no the ex- pants and the jacket. There's no excuse for a fanny pack then. It's stylish. No. Yeah. Fanny packs were not stylish in it's the eighties. Stylish when they with came this out. outfit, I think. No. <laughs> they were not stylish in the eighties when they invented them. And I, you're talking to somebody who wore a fanny pack. And I thought, was going to say it. He, he thought he was all that in a bag of chips. Let me tell you how wrong I was. I mean, this individual, not me personally. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I think there's a picture on our website proving otherwise. There may be one or two. <laughs> I want to say one of them was just from a couple years ago. Uh, they're, I'm not going to say they're not handy, but they're not stylish. Maybe it's bigger on the inside, too. Sure. That would make them handy, but that's not stylish. Oh, we also got the... The month that the show is coming back, October, confirmed. Easter Saturday. It's in October this year. It may not be a Saturday. <laughs> That's the rumor, but we're not going to get into that because it's a rumor. That's just a rumor. We don't, uh, we don't uh, subscribe to those. And then our last bit of news. We should really change that tagline because I think we do spend a fair amount of time talking about rumors. <laughs> <laughs> you spend a fair amount of time talking about rumors. Did you hear they found more episodes? <laughs> He said, poking Glenn with a stick. Uh, Our other bit of news is BBC officially announced the first of Target novelizations for the Revived series. There had been rumors that they were coming. What? Really? Yeah. I missed that. So, coming in the style of the Target books, even. They're not getting hardback special versions or anything. These are just like the the, the reissued paperback Targets that they've done. Rose... Who was who's being novelized by Russell T. Davies? Day of the Doctor, novelized by Stephen Moffat. 
The Christmas Invasion, novelized by Jenny T. Colgan, Twice Upon a Time by Paul Cornell, and, and what I think is a surprising twist, City of Death by James <laughs> Goss. Really? So I guess it's the hardback and paperback versions of City of Death weren't enough. We're getting an official Target novelization version of City of Death now. I can only imagine Pirate Planets on the way and Shada. Those seem like... I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's the first of the... Yeah, uh, for, for, for what I would consider a wave one. That is still kind of an odd selection of episodes, too. I mean, like, Rose makes sense. And, and Day, Christmas, of, Day of the Doctor makes sense. And, and to some extent, Christmas Invasion makes sense, because it's David Tennant's first story. And you need a David Tennant one that's not with Matt Smith. For the David Tennant fangirls. Yeah... Maybe. The Twice Upon a but Time he's not, really, he's not in it, though. I mean, that's, that's the... It's still his first story. It's still his first story, but he's really not in it, but the last, you know, ten minutes, if that. The one that surprises me the most is Twice Upon a Time. And Twice Upon a Time is kind of an odd one. Although, I suppose, since it's the most recent episode, it's the freshest on people's minds. So to some extent, that kind of is logical. I don't know. Glenn, are you going to pick these up? Yeah, I might pick them up. I mean, I we think do. they're kind of cool, and I'd like to see novelizations of them, read novelizations, and I'm excited for every single one of them that they're putting out. Oh, I'm not. I'm not complaining. I mean, don't get me. I mean, if now, if they really wanted to excite me, they'd announce a complete. Hey, let's reprint these and make them available again, and I'd probably go back and start buying them all over again. <laughs> um, since you can't get a Target novelization of a Doctor episode for less than sixty bucks. <laughs> I didn't key in on this, but somebody on um, Twitter had said that Rose's hair is wrong in the picture on Rose. Huh. Is it me or is that Auton wearing David Tennant's suit? (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. Let me see. Her hair is definitely wrong, and that's definitely David Tennant's suit on the (laughs) Auton. It's the blue one. The blue, the blue one tie. doesn't have pinstripes, though, right? It's the it does, but usually when it's a far enough away, you can't tell the oh, pinstripes because so there's no pinstripes. On th- they're ones. inverse normally. Oh, it's yeah. brown with blue pinstripes and blue with brown pinstripes. Right, right. Yeah, it's definitely the wrong shot of rose. I don't know. They look cool. Is there a price point on them? Not that I'm seeing sixty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine not so cool anymore. <laughs> I would imagine they're going to be along the same line as the other ones that have come out more recently. About eight bucks. Yeah, it may be less. I want to say six ninety nine, maybe. I want to say six ninety nine sounds like the price point. That... April fifth, though, just after Easter, so you can't get them in your Easter basket. Well, you can. You'll just get your Easter basket late. <laughs> That's true. Easter's in October. <laughs> well, there you go. See. Or it's just an April Fool's Day prank because he has an Easter scab. I think I totally will need to buy the Day of the Doctor one. I wish we got the uh, cover art for the last two. Yeah, you really don't. I wonder why. Probably not finalized. Yeah, that's probably what it boils down to. But you can't. Uh, all all five of them are coming out April, or this the first three? I think all five. Huh. I don't see anything specifying one way or another. I think it's really cool that RTD and Moffat are novelizing their stories. Because the, the, the announcement from Doctor Who News was 
Both former uh, showrunners, Russell T. Davis and Stephen Moffat, will be writing novelizations of their own episodes to be published by BBC Books under the Target imprint to be published on the 5th of April, 2018. Well, that tells me those two for sure are. Uh, I'm assuming, I'm just presuming, since they have the cover art for Jenny's book, The Christmas Invasion, I presume that that would be... But the the very next line also mentions the novelization of a Douglas Adams story. Of that little well, but it's blur. saying the series will also yeah. see the first nar- target novelization of a duck. It doesn't. They, that's that's separated that, by. There, a, there is that's a, why uh, I wonder. Maybe five is too many to release all at once. Well, maybe they'll do two a month. That's or what I wondered if it was a. Well, usually I think they release them in threes, but <clears> Amazon <throat> UK has it, April fifth date for twice upon a time. Also, okay. So they just haven't revealed the covers yet. All right. Something to take note, Titan Comics. And six ninety nine pounds. That's fairly exciting. Yeah, I like it. I uh, would definitely add those to my bookshelf. Oh, there's going to be an event at the Forbidden Planet Megastore in London, and those who buy all five of the novels will get a free poster for it. Ooh. Someone go buy me all five and get me my poster. <laughs> have, I, have, I, have I told you my Target story? So uh, living here in Topeka, and we're driving down 20th. Book or the We're driving store. down 21st Street. And I see the oh. Target stores opening with the red dot and the circle <laughs> on it. And I went, oh, I'll be able to get Doctor Who books. And I was so excited that they were opening a Target store. And then walked inside and was never so disappointed over anything <laughs> in my entire life when I realized this was not a bookstore. They have books. They have books. They did not have Target Doctor Who books. I challenge you to find a book in that store now. Bam. Oh, they do. Where? They're back by electronics. Back, back by movies. Oh, I guess they are back in that back wall now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, forgot. I was just in there t- yeah. the other day. Well, they used so to be in a different spot, but you're yeah. right. Yeah. I, I forgot they pushed them back there. It's part of my flight plan. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. it for news. Well, let's move on to Facebook. Facebook? Facebook. Feedback. This on Facebook. Well, we should give a shout-out to Rachel for letting us, giving us a heads-up about the October date yes. on Facebook. She yes. tagged us in a post that uh, revealed that yes. information. Yes, she did. Thank you very so much, thanks, Rachel. Rachel. So, of course, if you want to interact with us, we're on Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> or you can send us uh, feedback. Nice, <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thanks you can for f- covering me. <laughs> <laughs> we won't call attention to it, but that was quality. <laughs> I almost forgot to mention Rachel, so I'm glad you mentioned Facebook. Uh, you, you can, of course... Send us feedback because we don't have any this week for Sean to sing a song about. And let me tell you, I agonized and wrote, I wrote this beautiful song, and uh, it, it's a Grammy Award winner, and I have to hold on to it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Which part? <laughs> All of it. Yeah, I didn't write a song this week. <laughs> Well, if you send us feedback next week, Sean will sing one. It would have come out kind of like, yeah, they, they, like they, Elf. It's my dad, and he wants me to sing. <laughs> the deal is still on. If you send feedback, Sean will sing out a feedback song next week. Different different one than one he, he's done in the past. Yes. You, you, Assuming he remembers what well, he, he did said in the yes. past. He's actually agreeing this week. Because he's going, well, as long as I don't send feedback, I don't have to do it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Well, you can send that to, to feedback at travelingthevortex.com or just go to our website, travelingthevortex.com. In fairness, I did agonize over it a little bit <laughs> in the car on the way over. <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, God, I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we move on to our review? Sure. The quiz book or 
Who want to do Liberty Hall first? Let's start with sure. Liberty Hall. Liberty Hall, then. Because we've got the... Yeah. Yeah, the T's. Yeah. Right. Right. So. I liked it. There's no synopsis for Liberty Hall. It's, uh, the brigadier, long since retired, sits down and talks to a journalist about his career, specifically post-unit. Which was cool, because I feel like that's an area that hasn't been... That needed some clarification. Yeah, just just for, for me, <laughs> it, it, it was it was a thing of beauty. Um, I, I I was um, I don't know. I was slightly taken aback that the brig was as old as he was. I didn't realize that the the, the this particular little feature I had been made as late as it was. I think that this was the very last thing he ever filmed as the brig. Really? Film. That's what I. That's what the even book, that's what the quiz book the, made it sound like. See, I wondered about that because this was released in two thousand eight. And I could have swore that Sarah Jane episode has been since then, but maybe Wasn't not. The, season two, the, the one, the the attack of the bane, or attack, the, enemy of the bane, enemy of the bane. Yeah, because I, I I didn't expect I didn't expect Bane Brigadier. I expected December, well, one on Dead Brigadier. December two thousand eight was when it aired. Oh, okay, so then enemy this would have been this would have so. been after this would have been recorded even after that. So. No lie, huh? So it's yeah, his this would have been that his, was last his very last of, lines. As, uh, Lethbridge Stewart. Well, I'll be darned. At least on film. I have. I can't verify that with Big Finish. I don't know when the last Big Finish story he did. I'm not sure. But I, I, I was. I was not prepared for Bane Brigadier to show up. I was expecting Maudwin Brigadier to show up. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, but he's still the Brig, which was <laughs> which was awesome. Uh, it was disappointing that the uh, opening credit sequence was longer than the interview. Um, not quite, but <laughs> felt like it. No, but the closing sequence was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I was like, just when this was getting good, I, um, for being a mock documentary about, I, here, here I'm going to talk about the Doctor, but I can't talk about the Doctor unless you've signed the Official Secrets Act, which I doubt you have. But I'm going to mention him a lot. But I'm sure going to talk about him a lot <laughs> for having not... Well, he didn't made he didn't necessarily go into specifics. No, but specifics. Well, couldn't you have just said I actually have signed it here? I brought my copy and then gone. Oh, okay, great. And <laughs> given me ten but, more minutes of the brigadier. <laughs> that would have been. <laughs> That's the problem. Then it would have been like an hour long documentary yeah. without any coverage video. <laughs> a coverage video of the doctor that you couldn't talk about <laughs> <laughs> because we saw him. <laughs> no. I felt that the, the, the interviewer, the, the format was a little odd. It was like, so how did you become a maths teacher? Well, and he starts to tell that story. And then he gets kind of personal with his divorce. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Well, but that's not the brig. That seems very, he's a little more, you don't need to know that. If the guy had asked, maybe then it was. at the end know, of his life, he's ready to. Well, maybe that was it. He's ready to bestow that information. But then he talks about Doris and, and, and how wonderful she is and everything. And then the guy's like, so going back to maths. <laughs> <laughs> I see. It, it seemed a little it's, disconnected. It's, that, that's the yeah. word. But it also felt very realistic. Yeah. Having, it was just, it, it would fall down in the editing of the documentary. Sure. That they wouldn't yeah. try to put those next to each other. Although it doesn't seem presenting like. Presenting it as it was. I mean, it seems like, yeah, it was presented linearly. Oh, so. we were too busy hunting up. I mean, obviously, it I mean, was <laughs> written linearly as a story because it was a mock documentary. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, you interviewed John Benton, right? No, not, I mixed John Levine. John Levine. <laughs> uh, you ask one question and then you. And then you got to get him back to the other question. Oh, and then I said, and thanks very much. Can I give you a hug? That was it. 
But it's a similar thing. <laughs> and you know you can find that interview if you're a Patreon supporter. Ooh. You can go to our website, become a Patreon supporter. That unlocks extra content, which is one of the audio offers on our uh, website. So if you want to hear that, then uh, consider supporting us. And know what we're talking about. Right. And let me tell you, it's interview gold. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Some of my finest work is as a it? journalist. <laughs> is it? Oh, yeah. It's insightful and, and uh, in-depth. What would you guys think of the uh It's like that Liberty. book you buy that has all those pictures and very few words. What you think of the Liberty Hall special? All, I liked all it a lot. I, was a, I think it was a neat little ad, but with uh, the Modern Undead yeah. uh, DVD. Uh, that was very clever to sit down and do a little. And did you notice there was a mention of Minuet in Hell? Yeah, yes. there's a couple of... Big finish mentions. There. I didn't hear the other one. I just minuet's the only one that. That's the one that's I keyed the most. into. I assume yeah. one was uh, Specter of Landing Moor. I wondered if it was, but none of the names sounded familiar. The name, yeah, but it's been so long since I listened to that so. that it would be. And I had just recently recently uh, listened to it. So, but the minuet one going to the U.S. So that was uh, that that one I keyed even into. Even name drops right Malabasia. Yeah, yeah. It um, it gave me warm fuzzies because you know it's the brig. I Again. wish they had set him somewhere different so that his hair wasn't sticking. Yeah. Around, though. I mean, you can't do much with the wind, but that just was a little distracting. And um, it really kind of makes me now want to, I, I don't know, maybe we need to do a whole, a whole series of features on bonus features and start diving back into the, the DVDs and go, because I'll be honest, I, I, I love special editions. I have this weird, like, I must own the coolest box set version of that available, but then I'd never dive into any of it. It's just enough for me that I have it. Um, so I don't know what's on half of these DVDs. <laughs> I'll often dip really my toe don't. in once or tw- once, and then the next time I watch it, I don't bother. With the exception of the, the Doctor of the Movie. I've watched everything on that one. <laughs> I've, I've devoured all of that. But, um, yeah, so now I'm kind of like, hmm, maybe there's something else out there we could go find. And Well, yeah. I have a, a DVD condi- compendium, so that's <gasps> all of you that information. You do? Yeah. Well... It's because I got tired of putting a disc in to review and watching it and going, what else is on here? I didn't know this was on here. This is great. I didn't know this was here. Now, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll buy, especially with the Dr. Duty, Dr. Duty, Dr. Who DVDs. Dr. Duty. Is when I first get them, I kind of delve in and watch a good chunk of the extra yeah. stuff because the episodes I've seen, for the most part. Um, but I will jump in with the DVDs specifically, the Doctor Who stuff. I do what you're doing with movies. Sometimes I'll dip a toe in or I'll have it just because I want it all. But um, but with the, the Doctor Who ones, if I pick up a new DVD, the first thing I usually do is go look at the special features of it and, and watch the different parts of it because, again, I've already seen for the most part the episode. I want all the extra stuff that I... Uh, that's why I buy the DVDs for. So, And this one I had... I knew was existed... Um, it was out there. Unfortunately, this is one of the ones not in my pur- pur- purview. So I actually found this online, uh, and I've watched it a couple times and then rewatched it again today to review mm. it. But uh, it's a good one. This is on the what's the writer's name? I forget her name. Uh, Karen Davies. That's it, Karen Davis. Davis. Uh, she has that posted on her blog. She has the clip. Of, uh-huh. Yeah, the full uh, ah. short on there. So that's where I've seen it a couple. She times. wrote that uh, was one of the writers for the ties that bind us. Speaking of the Eighth Doctor movie. Or- Movie, yeah, yes, yeah. She stuff, yes, she does was. some uh, a few other things for uh, to entertain, I believe. Yeah. So if you missed out on it, don't have a copy of Maudwin, then you can find it online, and Glenn will include that link in the show. Notes I, I will do so that, that because uh, yeah. It, yeah, she's she's got it there as 
I'm assuming she has the rights to it. So that you know what we're talking about. I wish it was longer. Yeah, that was really it was the, so much over. So I was really getting in the swing of it and really enjoying it, and then ended. Um, in in its context, though, I think if it had been any longer the way they did it, without showing us clips or yeah. different things like that, I think it could have gotten old. Um, but I think if for what it is, yeah. I think it's the right length. Although the, if they had gone on any longer, I don't know if it would have worked as well for me. Although Nicholas Courtney has one of those voices that I enjoy just hearing. He's got a, I think a Could very you imagine voice. just sitting in a pub oh, and yeah, just, just listening to him stories. tell stories? That would have been the height of cool. Actually, that would have made the, that little uh, documentary better. <laughs> it should have just been at the pub. Instead of going back to the school, we should have just met at a pub. <laughs> been a bit more lively. Um, no, I, 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 I wish it was longer because it's Nicholas Courtney, but you're right. It's the perfect length that it needs to be because... Well, this is really all the information we have about his post-unit days. So that's the material that we got. <laughs> it's like if there was more material out there, we'd have gotten... It would have been interesting, you know, where he's still around now to include some of the uh, yeah, candy the jar. Update. You know, my granddaughter does this. and oh, you Just just those little things would have been like, ah, it's a cool little thing. No, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. It was. It's one I will probably revisit pretty often. All right, shall we move on to the quiz book? Yes. Like the classic Doctor Who quiz books of the 1980s, the Lethbridge Stewart quiz book features over 750 questions on the unit era of Doctor Who and beyond. For instance, in the television story The Time Monster, what was Tomet? The Lethbridge Stewart quiz book features questions from the Target, Virgin, and BBC novels, the, B- the Big Finish, and BBC audio stories, comic strips, and the candy jar Lethbridge Stewart novels. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. <laughs> Sorry, I was waiting for more. That was it. I liked this. This is this is neat. It really does feel like those old Doctor Who quiz books. I've only seen them. I've never owned one myself, but I've seen them and know the feel. Uh, it's very similar to other quiz books that came out for other media that I enjoyed in the 1980s and, and even in the early 90s. It's very much in that style of you have all the questions laid out for you. You go through and you read. You step through. Sometimes they're done in a ranking system, which this one particularly is. Uh, Although it go, wasn't done in difficulty, it wasn't if done. You in read difficulty. that in the. Yep. It's got the nice ranking, but the, right. you don't get harder as the questions go. Right, which I appreciated <laughs> because I could go further and realize that. Oh no, I do know this one, <laughs> but then go turn around, and go nope, don't remember this one at all. Or I would read a question and go, okay, I know this, but I, it's not coming to me. And then when I'd read the answer, I go, oh yeah, of course I knew that one. So, um, but I like that. I like that you step through it, and it's it's pretty cut and dry. I like the the breadth of coverage that it has. Of the different th- uh, uh, media, the TV shows, the novels, the you know Target books, the uh, candy jar books, the Big Finish audios. It was it's nice to have all of it included yeah. and cover the entire universe of Lethbridge Stewart. I really 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 liked it. Appropriate that we're doing this show this week too, since the seventeenth was uh, the anniversary of the fiftieth anniversary of the Briggs appearance in Doctor yeah. Who. So it's almost like we knew what we were doing. We oh. know what we're doing. You would have scheduled it two weeks ago. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just one week ago. Just one. You, oh, one week. Okay. Well, yeah, but you want it before so that it would hit the week that it came out. As, as I said, it's almost like we knew what we were doing. <laughs> um, I, I'm a little intimidated by this because I, 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 I <laughs> Private Evans outranks me <laughs> at this point. I dove into this and went, all right, bring it on. Oh, 
There are some deep cuts in this. I did not study for this test. <laughs> Just, wow. Yeah. And, and then, oh, I should know. Well, okay, I could look that one up at least. But If then, I had multiple choice, yeah. I could have aced this test. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even if not aced it, I could have got probably a, a high B. But uh, without multiple choice, there was a lot of times I was like, I don't I know I know this, but I can't remember. Well, and they start you off so easily, too. And oh, yeah, they, I think they, the they first test, a, I got almost everything. They give really? you almost yeah. sense of false uh, security of, okay, first question is, what does unit first stand for? United Nations Intelligence Task Force. And then what did units, What does unit stand for now? Unified Intelligence, Intelligence Task, Task, Force. Task Force. Name the actor who played Brigadier Lethbridge-Stewart. Nicholas Courtney. Then it hits you with a hard one. In the new adventures novel, The Nine Days, by Lance Parkin, how does the Brigadier say his father died? I have no idea. <laughs> he was fighting alongside Field Marshal... I can't remember the name. That's the problem, is I hit these ones like... And I have not read Nine Days. I'm not... I'll show my hand there. But I knew that from researching Nine Days. So... Uh, but he died in Africa in World War II, according to that book. So... Hmm. I thought it might be fun to um, just randomly flip through... And ask each other some of the questions in this. What do you guys think? Let's see what yeah, see sure. where we live. Not not going through any order. Just kind of flip through, hit a page, and then throw it out there. You guys have your books available. Yeah, right. I, I have the questions. I don't have the section on the answers. So maybe somebody <laughs> should pull that up so that we know. All right. I think I get the answers up pretty easy too. Oh yeah. Let's give Glenn all the answers. <laughs> well, I've got it set up here so I can't see them until I flip over. All right, I'll go first. I'm just rolling here, rolling through. Okay, ready? Ready. In the candy jar novel, the dreamers lament in their bid for freedom. The slaves of Stedman Manor accidentally contact the Lao using what prayer? Oh. You can either give me the French name or you can give me the American translation of it. Everybody Wang Chung tonight. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. The name is in the title of the book. The Dreamer's Lament? Yay! Good job, hey! Keith. <laughs> I don't think I got that from the book. La Complainte de Rivier. I didn't do that. Was it I, I, I guarantee that is not how Was it only said. in French in the book? Because I don't Might remember gleaning that from I don't the book. Remember, I don't remember a title <laughs> drop. Might have been. To whom has Professor Travers sold the Yeti in the first episode of The Web oh, of Fear? Oh, gosh, that collector guy. Um, <laughs> see, that's just it. I can sit there and look at it. I can, I can see, see, the, see guy. The, the, the guy yeah. in my head. I can see the scene in the episode. Couldn't tell you the guy's name. That's what I ran into all the time in these here. Uh, what uh, Do you have the answer? I don't have the okay, answer. Okay, what's the, the test number and the number of the question? It is test one. Okay. And it was page... Or a number. Let's see, I've lost it so that I could go find what test it was in. <laughs> we'll get, 20. We'll get used to it here. All right. I've got the answer now. You guys want to hear it? Yes. yes. Julius Stevenson. <sighs> Never wrote that. So Benicio del Toro would have been an incorrect answer. But he was like a collector, wasn't he? He was a collector. Yeah. So. I got the impression it was a museum. Half so a point. Possibly a curator. <laughs> 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 All right, Keith, you got one? In which TV story does the Brigadier's daughter, now the unit chief, first appear? What TV story? Yes. I, my buzzer's not working. Um, uh, power of three. Power of three. And what three. is her character's name, and who is the actress who plays her? Her character's name is Kate Stewart. Kate Lethbridge. Well, yeah, it's Kate. It's just, just Kate. It's just she Kate just introduced Stewart. herself as Kate Stewart in that one. 
She's Kate Lethbridge Stewart in the downtime and novelization. Um, but she introduced herself as Kate Stewart. Because she dropped the Lethbridge, so she didn't have Correct. Favorite. She wouldn't get favoritism. Um, and then, what's the actress's name, though? I can't remember um, See, But I struggle with names. I, that's my excuse, yeah. right? I struggle with names all the time. <laughs> Name, names are so. hard. <laughs> names are hard. Names yeah. are hard. Oh, I feel stupid. For you have, not you have the answers this for this one? Gemma Redgrave. Gemma Redgrave. Redgrave. Darn it, man. I didn't have to look that one up. That was one I actually knew the answer to. <laughs> so that's what um, I'm going to be doing. Instead of trying to flip back to the answers, I'm going to find ones that I know and see if you guys know them. <laughs> All right, here's mine. In the Demons, who is in charge of the archaeological dig at Devil's End? Indiana Jones. Osgood. <laughs> Good answer. The Wrong, answer is... He's in that episode. He's in that episode. <laughs> Professor Horner. 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 These are tough. These are tough. A lot of these are very tough. Sean, you got one? In The Three Doctors, what tune does the second doctor play on his recorder after his telepathic conference with the third doctor? Oh, boy. Pop Goes the Weasel? I don't know. Oh, uh, <laughs> if, that, if that's our answer, give well, me the test, oh, test a number. Do, do you want to? Still test no, I, 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 as soon as you said it, I thought that sounds right. So I'm Still go test one, there. number 40. And the answer is? Now I hear it. Twinkle, twinkle, little twinkle, star. Twinkle. Yeah, I hear it yeah. now. Totally hear it now. All right, Keith. This is one that's kind of misleading. Ooh. Which actor appeared in both The Three Doctors and The Demons? Well, it's easy. John Pertwee. <laughs> There's a, quite a few. John Pertwee. Well, I get that. Nicholas I, I got it. I'm sorry. I get that one. Katie Manning. I, I, John Levine. I, I assume they're going for Stephen Thorne. Yeah. The, I got one. Uh, of course, the other one they were looking for was Stephen Thorne. Yes. Oh, it's me again. Uh, let's, do, uh, let's do a higher one here. Uh, we're going up to... Who created the character of the Brigadier? Uh, we should know this one, guys. Hamish and Lincoln, right? I don't know their first names. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, uh, Mervyn, Hamish, and Henry Lincoln. Yep, good job, guys. We should have known that we one. We should know that one. Very good. Sean, do you have another one? Who played Morgane? Mor- 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 Morgane. Morgane. I know this one. In Battlefield. It's Gene uh, Marsh. Gene Marsh. Yay! I knew that one. How about uh, number 65? In Spearhead from Space, Liz Shaw asks the doctor what he's a doctor of. What is his reply? Uh, Practically everything. That's uh, Mary Poppins. Um, <laughs> he's, I, he's had that reaction to somebody, but I can't remember which one. I don't know if it was that question, but he has answered it that way. Ah, practically everything, my dear. Keith gets it. Yay. Yeah. Nice job. Okay, how about... Uh, you want an easier one or a hard one? I don't care. Just throw it out. How does the first doctor describe his replacements in the three doctors? I want an easier one. <laughs> a dandy and a clown. Yep. Okay, how about the hard one? What is the master's TARDIS disguised as when it lands at the circus in Terror of the Autons? Well, it's... A it's, horse trailer. Was it a horse trailer? I thought it was just a trailer. I think it was supposed to be a horse trailer. Look well, it up. It's quiz number two. Quiz two. Question 44. Quiz two forty four. A horse box lorry. You get it, Sean. Good job. That's not a trailer. <laughs> well, <laughs> par, par, pardon my Americanism. It's, I think we both get it because I think it was basically a trailer. I think it's uh, a lorry is a truck. Yeah. yeah. So, but it was a, a horse truck. trailer yeah. for a truck. So, I mean, it was. Yeah. I think it's one unit, but 
Uh, I think we both get that one. Kudos, Sean. We'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> there are so many past Doctor novel questions. Let's do how do Captain Yates and Sergeant Benton arrive in Devil's End and the Demons? Oh, come on, guys. You know this one. Land Rover. <laughs> oh. Helicopter. Yes, helicopter. The Brigadier's helicopter. Good job, Keith. Yeah. In the Candy Jar novel, The Grandfather Infestation, where does the RAF attack come from? Where does it come from? This is quiz two, number 34. Uh, didn't they come in in submarines, or they came in They came in by sea? Probably not the RAF attack. Oh, the Air Force. <laughs> oh, that's right. By air. I'll give you a hint. This it's in the title. Yeah, by, by, <laughs> by, by air. <laughs> I was thinking of the unit, uh, the unit crew that came in. They came in through sub, didn't they? Didn't the unit? No, they rescued the subs because it was the, the unit guys are on the the rubber dinghies. They're by boat. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. By air. <laughs> I'll give you points for that. Specific sure. for that? I, I assume it means what air base did they come from, which I don't remember the name oh. of. That's why you'd have to look that up. But. Let me guess. You're in test two now. I'm in test two, number 34. <laughs> 34, and the answer is? By air. <laughs> More specifically, this says R-A-F Bucken, B-A-C-H-A-N, 34, right? Mm-hmm. R-A-F Bucken is what it says. Okay. I assume what was the question again? Where, where does the RAF attack come from? I just huh. assume that's the name of the base that they ah, okay. flew out from of. Okay. Well, then by air it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's one. How many Doctor Who television stories did the Brigadier appear in? Oh, my goodness. Okay, are we counting stories as complete serials, or are we counting individual episodes? Stories, not episodes. Okay. Well, boy, I'm gonna miss a bunch. Twenty-two. I've got, I've got the, I've got the two that he's in in the second Doctor. <laughs> I got two there. Uh, let's see. One in the seventh. Two, two in the fifth. Uh, two in the seventh. Two in the fourth. I've got nineteen. Twenty-three. Oh, oh Sean! Nice close. job. What am I missing? Oh, I didn't count uh, Zygons. Uh, Seen Android Invasion too. No, no, the it's Sullivan not. and uh, uh, I knew unit was. Ben I couldn't is. remember if he was. Uh, I think he's only in two for the fourth doctor. He's in robot and he's in Zygons. Zygons. Yeah, I forgot Zygons. Uh, no, I don't know if that counts dimensions in time. No, no, I don't think they count. That. I don't think anybody <laughs> counts dimensions in time. There is dimensions in time question in here. I'm though. an apologist for <laughs> dimensions in time. I don't even count that. Um, what am I forgetting, though? I, I've, I've got to be forgetting something in the... Third Doctor run. Third Doctor run, yeah. Because I, I had uh, Battlefield, and I had uh, Modron. Did you have the Five Doctors? Ah, Five Doctors. I for, how, did, how could I forget the Five Doctors? But that still only accounts for two. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still off by three. Anyway, all right. Who is the leader of the conspiracy in Invasion of the Dinosaurs? Mike Yates. I don't think he's. In, I don't think he's in charge. Yeah, that one scientist guy. It's <laughs> the only thing I got. Sir Charles Grove, MP. I can, oh, that's right. I can there picture were, him. There was another minister on that one. Uh, member of Parliament. Yeah, not a minister. Okay. <laughs> They're all ministers, aren't they? Nope. <laughs> it's a member of Parliament. Ministers head up uh, divisions within the government. Members of Parliament are elected from their constituents. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Members of Parliament are 
in the House of Commons, and then of course Lords and Ladies are in the House of Lords. So secretary, so ministers would be like secretaries. Ministers our would be of our versions of secretaries. Yes, uh, yeah. Secretary yeah. of the Interior, secretary. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Secretary so of Agriculture. Oh, yeah. Although I think they have more ministers <clears throat> than we have, like secretary positions. Minister of Magic. Well, yeah, I, I, there well, you go. That'd be a lot higher, I think, but all right. In the Big Finish audio story, The Spectre of Lanyon Moore, whilst Doris is away, what does the Brigadier use so that he can act as an unofficial observer to the strange events taking place on the moor? Oh, bother. I just, just listened, listened to this, to this a few this. months ago. What does he use? Binoculars. No, no, no. <laughs> I think as his credentials, I think is what he's, he's uh, saying. I don't know. I don't have the answers in front of me. <laughs> Can you read the question one more time? Uh, Inspector Lanyon Moore, whilst Doris... I like how it's worded. Whilst, whilst Doris is away, what does the Brigadier use so that he can act as an unofficial observer to the strange events taking place on the moor? So unofficial observer. I, I think you're right. I think they're probably looking for... Well, I think he uses his credential, credentials... His unit credentials. Yeah, right? he uses his unit credentials, but he's unofficially overseeing it because he's he, he makes the point to say, I'm here unofficially. I think he uses his credentials as a unit brigadier. That's test two, number 57, if you'd like to look it up. Let's look it up. Oh, (laughs) it's simpler than that. He uses uses an official holiday. (laughs) He's on holiday. Visiting your home. So that's what that is. See, that would have thrown me because normally when you go on holiday, you go to Spain. (laughs) (laughs) Only if you're the doctor. To which planet does the Doctor want to take Joe in the Green Death? Metabelius 5. Or just Meta... Oh, 3. Metabelius oh, so, 3. So it's Metabelius 3. three. <laughs> 5. Metabelius 3, yes. What does Joe tell the Doctor is dawning in the first episode of The Demons? What is dawning? Yeah. D-A-W-N? Dawning. Dawning. The sun? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Joe answer, doesn't it? No. I think more hippie than that. Aquarius, Peace. the age of Aquarius. Yep. Ah, I got another one. <laughs> <laughs> I had a hit, but I got another one. What subject does the brigadier teach at the public school in Modwin Undead? <gasps> Maths. Oh, I'm glad you put the S on it because I was going to ding you for it if you did. <laughs> Maths. I'd have got that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a goodie. Who invented the prototype robot K1 in Robot? Get her well. Get her well. What is the title of the 50th Big Finish audio story that included the cast? I'm sorry. Included in the cast every single performer (laughs) of a companion to have previously worked with the company. What was your answer? Zagreus. That is correct. There's a small handful of these. I feel like, hey, I got one. (laughs) What does Dame Ann Bishop give Lucy Wilson at the end of the Lethbridge Stewart spin-off adventure novel, The Lucy v- Wilson Adventures, Avatars of the Intelligence. What did he give what did she give her? A crystal? It seemed like it was a crystal of some sort. Probably wasn't, but I'm gonna say Metabilis three crystal. Uh, no, I don't think it would be specifically a Metabilis three crystal. We all know that's it what it was. It might be a crystal. <laughs> nope, not a crystal. It's not what a crystal. He, okay, then that wouldn't it. Give her? We just read this. I remember oh, I giving her giving it to her, but I don't remember what it was. All right, Keith, a give time ring, a time ring. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, because yeah. we made such a big deal about that. That's right. I forgot about that. What rank is Harry Sullivan when he's seconded in unit? Lieutenant, first petty officer. 
You're going to go away from your original answer? I don't know. Well, either one of those is fine. <laughs> Wait, do you only get one? <laughs> oh, come on. You really uh, want to go away from your first nope, answer? Stay with my first one. D- doctor. <laughs> well, he's a doctor. <laughs> his rank is not doctor. I don't remember his rank. I'm going to give it to uh, Keith because it's Royal Navy Lieutenant because he's Ah, and I said lieutenant. <laughs> you did. That's what he is. That's what, how they lieutenant. say it. That's how they say it. Although I, I thought it was funny when Andy one time chimed up and said, I don't know why we say lieutenant. It's spelled lieutenant. <laughs> He's decided he was going to go with the American pronunciation lieutenant, which is very rare for anybody in the UK. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's a harder one. All right. In which television story does Joe Grant first enter the TARDIS? Claws of Axis. Sean? Good answer. I don't know that it's right, but we'll cheer. The answer is Colony in Space. Colony? The first time she travels, she's the first time she's in there. That's crazy. I could have swore she got in it before, because he's explaining it to her in the beginning of Colony. But I thought she had gone in it before that. I'll be darned. Come to think, I don't know that they even use the TARDIS in Claws of Access. No, but he's working on it because he keeps he's still trying to retrofit the... Uh, right, but has he I removed the he console would, at that point? Before that scene, but... Well, he's removed the console about way back in uh, Ambassador... Or, yeah, no, yeah. Ambassadors. Inferno, because, yeah, that he decides that he's going to try to fly it without the shell, so... But I swear that there's a scene where she goes in there... And he, but you know what? She's quite surprised at the beginning of Colony now that I remember. And so that is her first reaction time. So, yep. Okay. I may be cross-pollinating the stories anyway. Okay. How about this one? On the parallel Earth, the Doctor travels to an inferno. What positions do Lethbridge Stewart and Liz Shaw hold? Brigade leader. I don't remember Liz Shaw. I don't know that, yeah. Scientific advisor. I think you'll. I think you'll remember it when you see it, or when you hear it. You want it? Sure. Section leader. That no, right. you guys no. <laughs> that didn't ring a bell. Sure. Eye patchy. <laughs> no, she didn't have an eye patch. In the candy jar novella, The Life of Evans, what is Evans' first name? Gwynfer. Yes. Gwynfer. Gwynfer. In what special, which is in quotation marks, TV story does the Brigadier appear with the Sixth Doctor? <gasps> Dimensions in Time, Part One and Two. Oh, bonus points to Keith. I'm not sure how that's worded, but in the Sarah Jane Adventure story, Enemy of the Bane, what item does Sarah want the Brigadier's help to obtain from Unit's Black Archive? Wow, I was just going to say something from Unit's Black Archive. Because <laughs> I don't remember what the thing was. I don't remember what the thing was either. I don't know that the I know that one. Tonguska Scroll. The Tonguska Scroll. I, I don't even. That doesn't even sound familiar now that you say it. <laughs> okay, how about this one? On meeting Sarah and the five doctors, how does the third doctor describe the fourth doctor after Sarah's confusion about the doctor's change in appearance? What? Teeth and curls. <laughs> oh, maybe I have, but I haven't yet. All teeth and curls. In the candy jar novel, The Daughters of Earth, when Anne Travers first gets their radio working, what does it tune to? The radio? NPR? <laughs> that's, that's quite a radio. Pick it up all the way from the U.S. She's a very talented scientist. 
BBC Radio 3? <laughs> it's Judith Edgley, the leader of the Daughters of Earth at the inaugural uh, yes, Women's Liberation right. Conference in Manchester. From which TV story does this line come? You should be very proud, Doctor. Your knowledge of the past will help shape the future of this planet. What's the one with the big giant machine with the round... <laughs> and he, he's got the really bad... Mind of Evil? Headphones. Mind of Evil? Is it Mind of Evil? Well, Mind of Evil is the one with the insane asylum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not that one. one with I don't think so. Head. Oh, oh, no, you're thinking of the Green Death. I think. Yeah. The big giant yeah, computer thing. Yeah, the big, thing big round computer the, yeah, thing. Yeah. That's Green Death. Green Death. Yeah. No. Darn. <laughs> Mind of Evil? No. <laughs> I thought for sure headphones fit into that somewhere. <laughs> the Web Planet. Web Planet. No. The Web that of Fear. Right. Sorry. The Web <laughs> of Fear. I was say, that can't be right. Bring a new one around for the Web Planet. <clears throat> the Web of, web of Fear. Oh. Yeah. Spoken uh, by the intelligence. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Put yes. them in the. Right. The triangle. In the Candy Jar novella, The Life of Evans, which town is Evans transferred to for retraining? Oh. Ember. Good job, Keith. Yeah. In which television story does a 1929 hum- Humber 1650 open tourer motor car feature? I would have to know what that motor car is to begin I'm, with. Well, I'm going to say I it's be- Bessie. I believe say... it belonged to the Brigadier. So, oh. Well, I'm still going to say it's Bessie, and, um, and that would be Spearhead. From Spearhead. Space. Nope. That's my answer. And somebody wrecked it. Oh, yeah, Modwin. Modwin and Dig. Oh, yeah. That's the yeah. car that Turlo yeah. steals. And we even just covered that in <laughs> Liberty Hall. Liberty Hall. <laughs> he seemed pretty down on Turlo, didn't he? Yes. Oh, he did not. Never, like Turlo. never trusted him. He always had this trust fund, and money kept coming. Well, in he just turned around, and disappeared. So. Then, he, then he wandered off, and he, he doesn't know. So, yeah, about your maths career. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do a couple more. Ooh, in the Target novel, Harry Sullivan's War, how many years is it since Harry left Unit? 17. I haven't read that one. I don't know either. I haven't either. It's a good question. I'm trying not to give just names. So Five. Test five. Test five, number 50. 50. Ten. Ten years. When the Brigadier begins to overcome his amnesia in Modern Undead, what is the first monster he sees in his memory? A Yeti. Yes, I think he's right. A Yeti is correct. Yes! I looked at the wrong number. I sort of remember that. All right. um, So did he. In The Five Doctors, how does the third doctor describe the master to Sarah? My greatest enemy? My... You're so close, Sean. Finest enemy? My arch enemy. Nope. No. Fondest enemy? It's very cleverly worded. (laughs) My best enemy. My best Ah, enemy. yes. Did you notice that there were some questions from the as recent as the Third Doctor Adventures from Big Finish? You I listened to those, didn't you? Yes, I did listen yeah, to those, but there, I don't remember the uh, Prisoners from the Lake. Okay, there are questions in here from that. Well, Briggs not in that though. Well, Nicholas Courtney isn't, but he is as a character at the very beginning. Oh, he is at the very beginning of that. Yeah. You're right, because it's Yates is in that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yates uh, and Joe. That's right. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. Well, here's a softball. At which iconic London landmark are the Cybermen first seen emerging from the sewers in the invasion? St. Patrick's 
or St. Paul's Cathedral. St. Paul's Cathedral. St. Paul's Cathedral. Yeah, Cathedral. St. Patrick. St. Paul's Cathedral. Cathedral. All right, let's do one more. In the candy jar novel, Times Squared, what song is playing loudly as Lethbridge Stewart and the response team head into the subway system to corner the Yeti? Oh, wow. It seemed like it was a Rolling Stones song, but I could be wrong. I would have said either Rolling Stones or uh, Hendrix. Something with a rock beat. <laughs> I don't recall, though. The gang's back again. Cool in the gang. Cool in the gang. Cool in the gang. Definitely not uh, Stones or Hendrix. <laughs> well, let's, you... let's end on the very last question in the book. Sure. Just because. Yep. I mean, question, quiz 12. We've spoiled a bit of the book anyway. So well, why yeah, not? why not? <laughs> this will be the only time we actually like spoil the very end of the book. <laughs> the absolute end. The absolute end of the book. Where is the villain's base located in the Ambassadors of Death? Down the stairs and in <laughs> no, that one no, room. No, no. Isn't it on the moon? Nope. No. It's on a planet, though, right? It's on a, something in the solar system. It's not on Earth. No, it's on it's Earth. On Earth. It is on Earth. And that's where the, they, they send the, the. We came back from the moon. Oh, that's right. right okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, Down the stairs. It is in the basement. <laughs> it's in the basement of a water reclamation plant or something because they're, they're out there on the. Kind of close. Yeah. And a disused army firing range. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Because <laughs> that has a basement too. It's in the basement. It's in the basement. The basement. Range, yeah. yeah, exactly. Very good. Well, that gives you kind of a taste of some of the, the questions in there. I think we kind of ran the gamut of uh, the different media. Well, and there's a lot we didn't ask no, from yeah. the novels and Big Finish. Right. We don't because know. we don't know them yet. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't read or heard them yet. So. And obviously, it's very inclusive. It's not just Lethbridge Stewart, it's Lethbridge Stewart and Unit and Third Doctor and kind of the whole, the whole era. So if you. You know, are only passingly familiar with the Lethbridge Stewart stuff, but are a fan of Who then and a quiz books, then this still is right up your alley. Yes, absolutely. And of course, if you want to, to get your own copy of this book, you can go to uh, Candy Jar's website and you can order it from there. I think they still have those inver- uh, available. They are uh, 899p um, plus postage. Uh, so be sure to check that out. I think this is definitely one to have on the bookshelf. It's it's very cool, and we quite enjoyed it. And uh, it's a very well thoroughly investigated or researched book. It is. It's a book that I enjoy in a group setting, but I wouldn't want just by myself. Before we go, <laughs> get a hold of your book because we're going to next week review a little added special bonus to this. Uh, there is a story at the end of this book. That is called Cowpats and Comfort. Yes, and by uh, Tim Gambrel. We're going to review that short story on our next episodes. We're going to pull this out a couple of weeks and and uh, double dip into this particular title, and uh, we'll review that story for you next week. So, if you can get a copy of your book and get it read before, uh, because we we technically didn't mention that we were going to be reviewing this piece. This will give people right. a little bit of time to read it. Uh, before we spoil it, because it will be spoiler filled, uh, as as we do with the books that are already out. So uh, there's that. Sean, what else do we have on the schedule? Well, speaking of spoiler filled, we are going to dip heavy into the Lost Dimension, which is Titan Comics' massive crossover event. We'll find out how massive. Uh, well, I can tell you how massive it's eight issues. Uh, <laughs> right, we'll, we'll find out how crossover it is when we get to it. Um, they, they bill it as the most epic Doctor Who crossover ever. 
which is, you know, I think they say that every time that, they that, have that, any that, crossover. That, that, but. That's a tall order. Well, you know, if you ratchet it up a little bit each time, then it's true. It's true, it is. But the last crossover wasn't really a crossover. It just happened to feature four doctors in the same book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so we will be uh, uh, all eight issues of, uh, of uh, The Lost Dimension uh, next episode, along with this uh, bonus Lethbridge-Stewart story. Uh, the following week is um, we're going to take a look at Big Finish number 97, The Wishing Beast and the Vanity Box. So it's a, one of those two-part stories. Uh, and yet Three and one. Three and one. And uh, it is also part of the so-called um, virus strand. We'll see how <laughs> I may have made much ado about nothing with this, but we'll, 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 we'll continue that and see what happens there. Uh, and then the following week, Glenn is gone. Glenn is going on holiday, uh, but not to Spain because he's not a doctor. Right. And, uh, and so Keith and I will be holding down the fort, and we have decided that we are going to do some Torchwood goodness because Glenn's a curmudgeon and doesn't like Torchwood. <laughs> I don't like it. It's Do you remember specifically what we decided on? That we, we hadn't. Were, we hadn't decided yet? I thought we had, but maybe No, not. you were going to do some research and oh, that's float what it up was. some ideas. Yeah, I should probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's either going to be comics or Big Finish or a combination of both. That's a safe bet. Likely comics. Yeah. So uh, we'll look some, some, tor- some Torchwood uh, that week. And then we'll end up the, uh, the the final week of March with our lost in time discussion of the Highlanders. So that'll, be, that'll be a fun one. I'm looking forward to getting. Do into any the... of that one exist? I don't think any of the Highlanders exist. Does None it? of the Highlanders exist. Oh, I think I think that one scene of of at the end of Jamie getting in the TARDIS. I think that's on a documentary somewhere. Does it? Okay. But only because they reshot it. Because like originally he wasn't coming back right, for it, and right, they went back right. and reshot it. And I think they featured that on Blue Peter or something, probably. And okay. I could be wrong, but uh, I want to say that, that that's the only piece of it. None of the actual episodes exist still, so at least that I'm aware of. Very good. But that takes us up through the end of March. Cool. Anything else we need to talk about this week before we close this show out? I don't think so. All right. That's going to do it for this week. Until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. And I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.